Welcome, 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 welcome to my podcast, Tapping the Wall. I am your host, Sean Farrell. How is everybody doing? Coming to you from a cloudy, partly sunny, mostly cloudy Sunday. Um, today we'll be talking about the truth about suicidal thoughts. Um, something that my anxiety something that I did in high school because of my anxiety, a poem about depression, and um, also um, why depression can cause anger problems as well. That's something that I have experience with. So we're going to be discussing and getting into all of that. And um, But first, um, I would just like to say go support my uh, friend Shanice Bailey. Um, you can visit her Facebook page at Shanice Bailey and, um, she has several great things going on in true sleepwear. Um, she also has Nisi B's massages and she also has Nisi's loaded salads. So, um, you can go check her out, go to her Facebook page, Shanice Bailey and, um, my friend um, Larry Williams, a.k.a. Larry Avi King Visuals. Larry A-V-I King Visuals. Go see him if you need any photography work done. Um, if you need any um, music videos done, documentaries, interviews. Um, go see my guy, uh, Larry Avi King visuals or Larry Williams. Find him on Facebook at Larry Avi King Visuals or Larry Williams. And um today um we're gonna get into the truth about suicide idle thoughts. And um people think that um They only um, consider suicide when they want their pain to end. But, um, you know, yes, that's that that is a reason. But um, so much more. Um, they want to stop feeling like a burden. They're tired of relieving trauma. They don't believe anyone cares whether they live or not. And depression can distort their reality just like it distorts minds. Um, they believe their mistakes can, they, they don't believe their mistakes can be resolved or improved. They feel like they can't escape the negative intrusive thoughts. Um, they've experienced loss and can't find meaning to go on or envision a future they want to live in. Um, I was once in that place. Um, it is a lot less that I'm, it is a lot, lot less that I'm in that place. Now, um, I still have fleeting thoughts from time to time. Um, but um, the one that um, 
the one that really gets me is um they don't believe any anyone cares whether they live or not and i really really truly believe that nobody nobody would even miss me if i was gone and um truth of the matter is that um several people would miss me um if i was gone um and i know that um they will miss me if i ended my i life um the overwhelming problem is that i don't feel like it. I know they will, but I just don't feel it. And so that's the thing that has been aggressively hard, uh, aggressively hard, outrageously hard to correct. And um, so it's just a feeling that it is so outrageously hard to correct and um and um <laughs> man um i've been working so i've been working um on the feeling and um like i said um i know people will miss me but um, I just don't always feel it. <clears throat> I just don't all. I just don't always feel it. Um, and um, and um, you know, that can contribute to um, someone um, feeling like um, they have to. Um, in their life because um, they just feel nobody will miss them. So, um, when I was in, <clears throat> when I was in high school, of course, um, I was verbally made fun of. I was called, um, OG, which stands for, which in my case, stood for original gangster. I mean, not original gangster. <laughs> disregard that, y'all. Disregard that. I meant to say, when people call me OG in high school, you meant, you probably think original gangster. But in my case, OG meant um, old grandpa. And you don't want to know the reason why they call me old grandpa? Because of a bike accident I had in the ninth grade. I had two missing teeth in the front. And so they called me old grandpa. OG for short. And um, I hated that nickname with a passion. I hated that with a passion 
Um, but um, something that um, because I was getting made fun of and I thought I was getting made fun of at every single time, um, you know, um, in between breaks, you know, um, you know, in um, high school, you would have breaks in between classes, whatnot. Um, I would always ask um, a friend of mine who just so happened to be in the same class with the people who were making fun of me. And I would always have to be asking, um, were y'all talking about me? Because I wanted to know. He would always tell me no. You know, he would always tell me no. Um, that's just something my... That's just something that anxiety did because um, I... Um, I wanted, I always had to know, um, were they talk, were they talking about help me again? He would always say, help me know, but, um, deep down inside, um, they probably were, <laughs> who knows, who knows? Um, so from time to time, I always asked him were such and such were such and such shock. Or such and such talking about me because um I always thought that I was getting made fun of um every time around but um he would always tell me they were making fun of um somebody different so so yeah so yeah again um maybe they were maybe they weren't but you know and um I came across another uh, poem about depression and um, and I may have read this um, on a previous podcast on a previous episode of mine but um, I'm gonna read it but um, I'm gonna read it and um it is a poem about coming out of a depressive episode. Um, <clears throat> Today, I had a shower for the first time in nine days. During those weeks, time had erased. The passing days seemed like a haze. I sit alone in bed, the little things bigger in my head. But today was different. I felt the strength to get up. I brushed my teeth and had a shower. It was these small tasks that gave me power. And although my emotions are still raw, I feel tomorrow I'll be able to do some more. Um... Now, this is what um, having depression is like. Um, you don't shower for several days. Um, small things just feel um, like an uphill climb. Um, and you um, also... Um, 
can't get out, uh, can't get out of bed, or if you can't, or if you can't get out of bed, you struggle to get out of bed. Um, <laughs> um, I can remember um, um, just yeah yesterday, um, just yeah yesterday, um, my massage therapist asked me. Um, my massage therapist asked me, so do you have to be at work at five o'clock, um, every morning? And so, um, I said, um, and so I said, um, um, you know, I have, you know, on Mondays, I have to be at work at six o'clock, but I come in at, at five, um, then for the rest of the week, I come in at four thirty, and <laughs> and her response to that was, "That's he." She said, "Sheesh, that's he, evil." I'm like, yeah, it's evil, but it is what it is. It is what it is what it is. And so, um, and so, um, I guess I'm a more horny guy. I guess I'm a more horny guy, you can say. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it doesn't mean getting up at 3.30 in the morning. Um, almost every day is an easy thing for me. Um. But, um, you know, but then what I do is um, I kind of um, remember or think about, um, you know, some of the professional athletes, coaches who wake up at that time. Um, John Gruden, head coach of the Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders now, he wakes up. You know, he starts his work day at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> um, Kobe Bryant, I believe, used to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, um, Michael Irvin would wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and be in the weight room at 5 o'clock in the morning. So, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, um, you know, so I always think back to, um, you know, great professional athletes who wake up at that at time and then, um, it ain't easy. I still don't mean it's easy though, but, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, um, and so, um, the, um, Final thing that um, that I will discuss is um, how anger can hold on reasons depression can cause anger problems. Yeah, reasons anger can cause depression problems. You hate depression for holding you back. From the life you wish you could live. 
when you're holding on to a lot of painful emotions, you're more prone to having an outburst over something others consider to be small. Depression can be the cause of conflict with others. You get frustrated that you aren't where you believe you should be in life. Depression makes the little things a constant battle. Depression makes you numb to the things you used to get joy from. You're angry at depression for all the problems it has caused in your life. And so, um, all of these, um, these were things that I dealt with when I graduated from high school. Um, I wouldn't say that I hated the profession. All I know is I was really at a lot of anger towards, um, had a lot of anger towards my family and, um, had a lot of anger towards, um, towards anything that would be said to me that I thought was, that I thought was wrong, that I thought was said wrong for me. And, um, Um, I was better. Like I said, I was better when I graduated high school. And, um, this is the one I can really, I can relate to when you're holding on to a lot of painful emotions. You're more prone to having an outburst over, over something others consider to be small. And, um, yeah, that was definitely me right, right there. That was definitely me right there. Um, every time family members try to give me, um, knowledge, understanding or what not, um, anger, 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 anger. Um, and, um. I definitely had a hero towards my um to your hunger, bro. Towards my to your hunger, bro. Others they may not remember it, but um I did. I had anger towards my to your hunger, bro. Others over everything, big and small. Over everything, big and small, and um. <laughs> uh, looking back on it now, I'm really, really. I'm really, really um, embarrassed and regretful that I had those, that I had that type of anger towards him. But at the same time, I didn't know, I still didn't understand that anger was a part of, um, was a part of um, having depression. No, I didn't understand that. Um, as a 19, 20, 21-year-old, um, I didn't understand and that. Um, but, um, yeah, um, some other things I can relate to. You get frustrated that you aren't believe That you aren't believe. Ugh. I said that shit wrong. <laughs> Let me start over.
you get frustrated that you aren't where you believe you should be in life. And so, um, yeah, um, depression makes a little things a constant battle again. Um, showering, um, brushing teeth, putting on deodorant, getting ready for work. Um, yeah. And, um, depression makes you numb to the things that you used to get joy from. And, um, you're angry at depression for all the problems it's caused in your life. Now, I wouldn't say I was angry at depression, but, um, I would just say that, um, I was more sad than I was angry um, for having the oppression. I was angry too. Don't get me wrong. I was angry. Yeah, I was angry. But I would say it was more Let's just say this, okay? I say it was 60-40. 60% anger and 40% sadness. Yeah, yeah, I just say that. 60% anger, 40% sadness. So, I was angry at depression and I was also, so I had anger and I was also sad that I wasn't where I um, wanted to be and of course um, that sadness led to um, severe depression and eventually led to thoughts of suicide as well and um, just want to close on uh, this um, you know um, I've had a speech impediment since I was in kindergarten and um my friend um, remembered how um, how people would make fun of me and uh, check while I was trying to um, get through a word or get a sentence out. Um, and every time I go back and listen to myself, um, I think I'm talking perfectly, but um, I still find that um, I speak in gaps and um I, um, when I go back and listen to myself, um, I find out that, um, I do still stutter, even though when I'm talking to you all, I think I'm speaking perfectly. <laughs> and, um, no, there's no whole such thing as speaking perfectly, you know? Um, and, um, I saw a video by one of my favorite uh, people, um, Darman, and he he made a video about um, uh, a guy who was getting made fun of and um, getting made fun of because of his stutter problem. And during the video, um, a guy, the uh, teacher, who had a uh, stuttering problem, um, when he was little, he said, his grandma once said, 
you know, when people have a stutter, sometimes what you're saying is so good that it has to be repeated over and over. And I said to myself, now that's kind of interesting and cool. <laughs> um, when you stutter, you're saying something so good that it has to be repeated. However, in situations when I'm with my girlfriend, um, um, and um, in situations with my um, girlfriend or with anybody that I'm talking to, um, you know, um, I'll find myself with my with a um, what I call a rock with a rock in my throat. And when you may ask what a rock in my throat is, well, it's when I'm trying to get through a sentence or a word, but there's a rock that's blocking that. And I'm trying to push through that rock. And um, so um, I was so sometimes I think I'm not doing a good job um, on my, um, video podcast, as well as this podcast on, uh, speaking, but, um, it has become increasingly apparent that, um, people don't get, give a damn about the speech impediment or the fact that I talk in gaps. Um, they like the fact that I'm speaking on mental health, speaking on depression, suicide, and whatnot. And, um, you know, that's all, all that matters. And, um, that's pretty cool right there. And with that being said, this podcast has come to a close. Thank you for listening to Tapping the Wall. I am your host, Sean Farrell. I will see you all next weekend. Take care. God bless.